So let's get right to it. We need each other. Say it to yourself. We need each other. Say it out loud. We need each other. Say it to someone sitting next to you. Say it to a neighbor, a friend, a family member. We need each other. I knew this before this week. You knew this before this week. But after this week, we especially know it, don't we? We need each other. We need to pull together. We need to work together. We need each other. All kinds of people. <laughs> I love Peter choosing his text from the prophet Joel on this Pentecost Sunday and saying that God's Spirit would be poured out upon all flesh. Men and women, young and old, the privileged and those not so privileged, upon all, all kinds of people. We need each other. What would we say today? Who would we add to that list today? Police and the public. <laughs> Black and white. And all people, right? all races, nations, ages. People like us and people we find it hard to like. Republicans and Democrats and Independents. The 1% and the 99%. Christians and Jews and Muslims and Sikhs, and you fill in the blank. We gather this morning as Christians, as followers of Christ, as those who have been empowered by the Spirit. We become God's covenant people and we are called to a particular vision because of the coming of the Spirit to embrace all people until Christ comes again. We are the ones who have the vision. We are the ones who dream dreams. And it looks like, like this, that kind of welcome, that kind of embrace. I have a picture of what that might look like, just a little bit. I'm just back from vacation. Thank you very much for letting me have a, almost two weeks off here, just one Sunday. That's how we preachers do it. And uh, yeah, thank you for taking care of while in my absence. So this past Monday was July 4th. And uh, Kathy and I were up in the mountains of northern New Mexico. And we have a little condo and angel fire. And on July 4th, uh, our pattern is to go to Eagle Nest, New Mexico. It's about 12 miles down the road. And we have barbecue with the, the volunteer fire department there. And then we put out our lawn chairs on that little two-lane road that goes down Eagle Nest. And, and all the cars are parked along this narrow strip of road because at 2 p.m. there's a parade. And here's who's in the parade. 
There's the American flag. I cry. <laughs> the New Mexico flag. And they have a POWMIA flag. They're very big on that in New Mexico. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial is right there. There's a horse that has no rider on it, being led by another horse. And it says, for the fallen. And I cry. <laughs> And there are children on bicycles, and there are guys on motorcycles, and there's little children on their rollerblades, and there's unicycles, and there's uh, people pulling a boat trailer and a boat on it, and that's, that's a float, and uh, they're throwing candy, and there's, the, there's the, the fire department and the EMS, all these volunteers uh, up there. And there are convertibles and ATVs and Jeeps. And there's a front-end loader with children in the buckets. And, uh, you know, and just, again, all kinds of people, all ages, all races, all of us saying we need each other. And there's sunburned rednecks and there's white clouds in the sky and blue, blue, blue behind that. Red, white, and blue. And it's just, just gorgeous. And that's God's vision for us, saying we, we need each other. I did a little research while I was on vacation in preparation for this message today. And I was remembering that word from the southern part of Africa, Ubuntu, Ubuntu. Uh, Desmond Tutu and Nelson Mandela, they really made it popular. They claimed it, not just for their country, but for the whole world. And it's really hard to translate, but here's some translations. It means humanity. It means human kindness. It means I'm a person through other persons. <laughs> I am who I am because of who you all are. It means you can't be a human being in isolation. You can't be a human being all by yourself. It's only in community that we find out who we are. We need each other. It means I need you, and you need me. Turn to a person next to you there and say, I need you. <laughs> and turn to a person now and say, you need me. We need each other. That's why the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. It was to make plain God's claim upon us as God's covenant people to remind us of God's promise that we need each other. All through Scripture, we hear this over and over. I will be your God 
and you will be my people. Sometimes as Americans, and sometimes especially as American Christians, we get a little focused on the individual. When I think, as I read the scriptures and Jesus' ministry and the coming of the Holy Spirit, it's about community. It's about not just me and Jesus. It's about Jesus and us, right? Um, I did a little research again while I was on vacation here, and I'm reading this book on Methodist theology, and uh, this author had this, these wonderful insights. The Methodists were a reform movement within the Anglican church in the 1700s. And a lot of people came to know Christ through this reform movement. They were big on journaling in that age, okay? They wrote down their, their experience with Christ. And uh, there's this one scholar who looked up 555 British Methodist and their experience of coming to Christ. One quarter of them came to Christ through a preaching service, through, through worship like this, okay? Three quarters, did you hear this? Three quarters of them came to Christ because of their involvement in a small group, because they found community, because they found somebody who held them accountable, somebody who prayed with them, somebody who studied the Scripture with them, it took an average of 2.3 years, as they read <laughs> those journals of those people, 2.3 years of being in community before they said, ah, oh, now I get it. We need each other. <laughs> I, I need you, and you need me. A lot of these came from poorer classes, literate people. They had never read the Scriptures before, but when they read the Scriptures in this stratified British system, they found out, that in God's eyes, they were valuable. <laughs> they were people of worth, that God loved them. And they came to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ in community. We need each other. When Methodists went out and they did these preaching services, we would call them revivals probably today. The invitation at the close of the, of the preaching was not to come forward and accept Jesus Christ. The invitation was, here's a Methodist meeting that's happening near you this week. <laughs> Get connected. If you don't have a place, there's a place for you here. Uh, there's that blue sheet. I was just looking at it. There's those Sunday school classes. I was looking at the calendar. There's a mission trip. Oh, the senior hire going on to Recre uh, in North Carolina. There are choirs. There are uh, all kinds of ways for you to grow your soul, for you to come into relationship with Jesus Christ here. I, I really don't think you can do it by yourself. We, we need each other. The Spirit shows up in community. What did Jesus do when he came? He didn't recruit just individuals. He recruited a group. <laughs> when he sent them out into the mission field, he didn't send them as individuals. He sent them two by two. When he was leaving this earth, he said, wait 
until the power of the Spirit comes upon you. And it wasn't to individuals. They were all in that upper room on the day of Pentecost, it said, in one place. And the Spirit came upon them all, not just an individual, but upon that community. We are still finding that today, that we need each other. You know what the one essential thing in order for there to be a church is? Is it the Bible? Is it the communion table, the baptismal font, pulpit? Is it the building? Y'all are supposed to be saying no. <laughs> is it the preacher? Oh, no. The book of discipline, <laughs> the hymnal. No. We, don't, we can get by without any of those things. The one essential thing in order for there to be the church is you, <laughs> the people. <laughs> the most common word for church in the New Testament is y'all. <laughs> is you are. You all. You all are the body of Christ. You all are the light of the world. You all are the salt of the earth. Y'all. We need each other. The world still needs our vision. <laughs> yes, our dreams. <laughs> huh? That we need each other. There's a children's song we like to sing. If, if you know it, help me out. Would you don't leave me up here alone? So it, says, it says this, I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. The good news I have to share with you this day is we need each other. Amen. One another. Say it to yourself. We need one another. Say it out loud. We need one another. Turn to somebody in the pew next to you and say it to them. We need one another. I already knew this. You already knew this. But the events of this last week have made it even more pressing, even more important to acknowledge, especially in worship this morning, that we need one another. We need to pull together. We need to work together. I, I love this passage from Acts. Peter gets up to preach on Pentecost Sunday and he preaches from the, the scriptures from the Old Testament prophet Joel. And there's this wonderful vision that says, God's Spirit will come upon all people, all flesh, young and old, male and female, those privileged and those not so privileged, that God's Spirit says, uh, we need one another. Who, who would we add today to that list? That, uh, beyond what it said there in Acts. How about uh, 
police and the public? How about black and white and urban and rural? People who are like us and people that we find it hard to like. Republicans and Democrats and independents. The 1% and the 99%. Christians and Jews and Muslims and Sikhs and you fill in the blank. We need one another. We gather today as, as Christians, as followers of Christ, and we have a particular vision. I love what the passage says, that the Spirit comes upon us and we prophesy, we have visions and we dream dreams, we dream God's dreams for us. And it is this, that we need one another. Can I tell you what it might look like? Um, give you a vision. So this past Monday was July 4th. And Kathy and I have been on vacation. Thank you very much for letting us take off almost two weeks. Here we preachers, we only miss one Sunday. That's how we stretch it out, you know. But, so this past Monday, Kathy and I were in uh, Eagle Nest, New Mexico. We have a little condo in Angel Fire, New Mexico. And our, our tradition is on, on July 4th that we drive that 12 miles over to Eagle Nest and we have lunch with the volunteer fire department, their barbecue, and then... Uh, you park on the main street. In Eagle's Nest, you see the picture. There's, there's the lake down there, and there's the mountains all around, and there's just this little two-lane road, Highway 64, that goes right down the, the heart of Eagle's Nest. And everybody puts out their lawn chairs, and they sit in the back of pickup trucks, and they stand on the, on the sides of the street. And, and, and here comes the parade at 2 o'clock, and this is what you see. There's some... People riding horseback, and one of them's carrying the American flag, and I always cry. <laughs> and there's the New Mexico state flag, and they have a POW MIA flag because it's very big up there. The veterans, uh, the Vietnam War memorials right there at Angel Fire and Eagle's Nest. Right behind them are two more horses, and one has a rider, and she's holding the reins of a horse, and the other horse has a saddle on it, but there is no rider, there's just some boots. And it says on the saddle, for those fallen. And I weep again. And the parade goes on, and there's the volunteer fire departments and the volunteer EMS. And just how much of this goes on that people aren't paid to do this, they do it out of the love of their heart. And that just always moves me. And there are kids on bicycles, and they're on those rollerblade things, and there's a unicycle, and there's guys on motorcycles, and there's people pulling a boat in a boat trailer, and that's a float, you know. <laughs> people sitting in the boat, and there are flatbed trailers pulled behind pickup trucks, and there's ATVs and Jeeps and convertibles, and there's a front-end loader with children in the bucket, you know. This is, can you see it? And I just weep at all of this, <laughs> you know. Uh, and there's people with red sunburned necks, and there's the white clouds and the blue sky, and the red, white, and blue come 
come right there. And, and all of it says we need one another. That's the vision God has for us. I did a little research, uh, even while I was on vacation in preparation for this message today, and the word came to me, the word is from South Africa, Ubuntu, Ubuntu, Nelson Mandela and Desmond Tutu made it uh, known worldwide, because it came from their part of the world, from South Africa, Ubuntu, it means humanity, it means human kindness. It means a person is a person only through other people. <laughs> it means I am who I am because of who you all are. <laughs> it means you can't exist as a human being in isolation. It means we need <laughs> one another. It means, I cannot say I have no need of you. I need you. You need me. Could you turn to a person next to you and say, I need you. Could you turn to a person next to you and say, you need me? I love to hear that laughter. That's so good. That's so healing. Maybe that's how it was on Pentecost that it wasn't scary, that it was more empowering. It's people knowing that they have been claimed by God's Spirit just for this, that we need one another. You remember all through Scripture how God said that promise? God said, I will be your God and you will be my people. Sometimes as Christians, and especially as American Christians, we, we get a little too focused on just the individual, on me and Jesus. Jesus is my personal Savior, and we forget that the Spirit comes upon us in community. That we need one another in order to experience the presence of the Spirit. Remember how it was with Jesus? He didn't just call individuals, He would call groups of people and he gathered right a, a group of 12 in his closest circle and then many many others that he called it wasn't just one-on-one -on -one relationship it was always about community and when he sent them out on mission trips what did he do he sent them two by two and when he was breathing his last he told his disciples he said wait until the power comes upon you and they did they waited in that upper room and the power of the spirit came upon them the Spirit came upon them together. <laughs> it didn't come to them as individuals. It came because they had all gathered together in one place in that upper room on that Pentecost. 
And that's how the Spirit comes upon us. We need one another. Again, I did a little research. I've been, I've been reading this book on Methodist theology. Isn't that probably good for me to do from time to time? And, uh, and this book I've been reading, it had this wonderful uh, research that the Methodist reform movement, see the Methodists began in the Anglican church in the 1700s trying to bring the church back to its center. And, and John and Charles Wesley were the guys who were doing this. But a lot of people came to know Christ because of the Methodist movement. And you know, the people back then, they would record their experiences with Christ in journals. And there's these scholars that looked up 555 British Methodists who recorded their encounter with Christ. One quarter of them met Christ in a preaching service like, like this. One quarter. Hear this next part. Three quarters of the people met Christ in community in a small group in an accountability session. What we call a Methodist class meeting. Isn't that amazing? It took them 2.3 years on average to come to that place. We need one another. A lot of those who came to Christ were from the poor classes, were illiterate, and it was in those classes that they learned to read, and they learned to read the Bible, and they heard the story in this stratified England that they were precious in God's sight, that they were loved, that they were people of worth. We need one another. The Methodist preaching services often didn't end with a call to come down front. We'd call it revival. Some of y'all been to that revival. Come down front, you know, just as I am. How many verses will we sing? You know, let's see if somebody comes down front. The services didn't end that way. They ended with, here's the Methodist meeting that you can attend this week. Let's get you in a community where you will be held accountable, where you will be prayed over, where you will come to know the love of Jesus Christ. Friends, if you don't have a small group, if you don't have a place, there's one for you here. I was just looking in the worship bulletin on that, the back side of that prayer sheet. Boy, look, there were Sunday school classes there. And I, I was looking at the calendar and there were these, uh, uh, oh, there's a senior high mission trip. And, you know, it's not just a, a Sunday school class. It's sometimes being in mission. It's being a part of a choir. It's, you can't do it alone. I just don't believe it's possible to do it alone. We need one another. What's... What's the one essential element in order for there to be a church? Is it the Bible? Uh, is it the cross? Is it the communion table? Is it the baptismal font? Is it the building? Y'all are supposed to be yelling, no, no. <laughs> is Yeah. Thank you. You didn't let me say, is it the preacher? <laughs> is it the offering plate? <laughs> it is the people. It's y'all. <laughs> the most common word for church in the New Testament is y'all. You, plural. You all are the body of Christ. You all 
are the light of the world. You all are the salt of the earth. You all, y'all, we need one another. God does have a vision for us. God does have a dream for us. God is calling us to prophesy, <laughs> to keep getting this word out. We help me, we sang it with the children when they were coming forward. Would you help me with this song that we sing? I think this captures it beautifully. I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world, yes, we're the church together. The good news I have to share with you this day is we need one another. Amen.